Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm so excited for our episode with you today. I have the incredible Kellyanne Gorman. And Kelly is a podcaster, author, business, and life coach, and creator of the Happy Workaholic Network. Kelly helps business owners organize their space, build momentum, stay accountable, launch successful podcasts, and most importantly, enjoy their life. She teaches the power of visualization, mindset shifts, and how to manifest more by calming your mind with a holistic approach. In her latest book, which I'm so excited to chat about today, recently launched called Everything is Messy, Kelly shares her stories of resilience, reality, and personal development, and the recipes needed in order to have a happy, healthy, positive, and productive life. She also shares over 20 budget-friendly vegan meals in this one-of-a-kind personal development cookbook and continues to share her favorite ingredients and how-to videos through the community and storefront created for Everything is Messy. Kelly has always taken a more personal approach to business. She continuously uses her expertise and knowledge to raise awareness through patient advocacy and grow the Happy Workaholic podcast network, A Million Dreams Publishing, her coaching experiences, and her consulting programs she's created in order to enhance your business and life and get you to that next level that you deserve to be at. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks for having me. And every time we record, it's always the crazy scenario. (laughs) I thought of this the other day. Okay, so when you launched your show, we recorded from in my car in the back seat because the library didn't have wi-fi and we couldn't record and it's the most hilarious story that we shared yes. on that episode I think right if, now I'm in my closet with all the fans turned off <laughs> if you guys listen to episode number three you'll you'll literally hear Kelly and I's podcast recording and it was like she was adamant like she Kelly is a person who will always show up for you whether you're her client or her friend or especially any anyone that's in her world and she was like I said well should we just reschedule and you were like no I'm gonna make this work I'm going to the quietest place I can find crawling in the backseat of my car turning the air off it was like 110 <laughs> degrees or something insane that day oh God, it was so hot that day and we got it done. We got it done. And here we, we are. And I'm actually like, this is perfect timing as usual. But if you guys don't know, Kelly also produces my podcast. She is epic in this world, in this space, along with the laundry list of things that I just, you know, spouted out. And her new book, Everything is Messy, which we're going to talk about right now. She just like is a force to be reckoned. If I ever have a question, I, you're always my go-to person. Like Kelly's going to know how to do it. And you always either figure it out, <laughs> find a way or find a person who knows how to get you there. So I love that we're talking about your new book today. Give us a little bit of background of like, why did you create this book? Why now? And what what's the purpose behind it? So number one, the purpose is I just want to help people and I want to help them in their personal life and their professional life. And I had been writing this book 
for many years before I even started podcasting like three and a half years ago about my life and traveling the world and these amazing experiences and same thing, helping people personally and professionally. But then it was like this whole traumatic story of getting sick and finding out I was misdiagnosed and living through hell with a legal battle. And like, nobody wants to hear a traumatic story. Like, and I didn't want to write it. I was, I mean, I was trying to, you know, bring a positive spin, like how that literally changed my life and how I'm a completely different person, how I know how I can like help people better in all aspects of life because I've gone something traumatic through that. It's usually like the, the usual story, right? But writing it, I just, I couldn't do it. I was having panic attacks. I was having like the worst things that I would get vertigo from the stress. Like I couldn't do it. And I'm like, why am I trying to push this book? And then I'm like, no one wants to read this like awful story. And then I'm like, I want to write a book that's going to make people happy. And for me, being in the kitchen, creating recipes, like I've been doing this for over a decade, it just made me so happy. And that's literally where I like, I healed, like I healed from the trauma. I healed just from the stress. Like I would have like the worst day when it came to like legal or doctors. And I'm like, I'm going to make myself the most delicious salad, like my homemade burger, veggie burgers, or just like create something. I've always created things my entire life. So with food, it was just like therapeutic because when my healing journey had to begin, once I found out I was misdiagnosed, I had to heal my body from the trauma and the drugs that I was on. Like all, I was on 12 prescription medications. I was on chemo. How do you heal yourself from that? The only way is like fruits and vegetables and like good food, right? So I was juicing every day, making like delicious protein shakes. And I'm always on the internet posting my recipes. And so many people would always ask. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to actually write a cookbook. So I started writing the cookbook and I was so excited. I had all my recipes and they're all organized and I was just so pumped up about it. And so I started going to the beach to write. And first I was typing it on my computer and I'm like, there's more to this because it kept reminding me every time I would write a recipe, something that I created, like, you know, like my vegan ice cream or something like that. I remember where I was and why I created that. These stories kept popping up in my head. And it would remind me of that time and like how I got through something. So all of a sudden I was like, there's more to this book. So that it ended up being 10 chapters just came pouring out of me of personal development and mindset work that I can help other people. So the whole entire process of this book, it was six, six days at the beach, five hours every day. So 30 hours of literally writing with a pencil in a journal, like in a book, I would come home and I would dictate it to word and then I would edit. And then I hired a whole team to do the rest and help me get like the graphics and all of that. And it just became this two in one book. And that's just everything I've ever created in my life. Like it's never the norm. But it's created for a reason because it's helping people get to where they need to be at, whether it's with podcasting or LinkedIn or social media or their life mindset work. And I've put in the work and I've done all that. So now I know that all of this happened to me so that I can help others. So the cookbook morphed into the happy book that I knew I should have written. And then this is the manuscript. <laughs> I'm holding it up now. And I was like, oh, my God, this needed to happen in this way so that I can truly help more people. And I'm like, if this is like pouring out of me and I'm writing like a mile a minute, like I have an opportunity to help change so many more lives by the words in this book. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. So there's 10 chapters of personal development work and you can have, um, there's like journal prompts in it. So you can do the work right all over the book. It's a two hour read. And I purposely designed it so that you can throw it in your purse and like take notes. Mm -hmm. But then there's also 
20 vegan budget-friendly recipes. And that's really important to me that they're budget-friendly because there's a lot of things that we want to invest in, like healing our body and eating good foods, but they're super expensive. And I'm like, how can I do this budget-friendly? So with my mask on, I would go to all the stores, price check, look at ingredients, and like really make these recipes that people can afford. Because I think that that's why a lot of people don't eat certain things because they think the price is too high, but and it's really not. They just need like a way to find it, you know? So that's what I did. So for the cookbook part, I have four recipes for breakfast, four for lunch, four for dinner. And then I did four sweet snacks and four savory sides. And there's actually a lot of other versions. I just want to share a couple of the things that I wrote down that I'm going to try to cook. Because, and I also know that you've made these super easy for people to not like it's budget friendly, but also super easy for people to cook because, and they're actually tasty recipes that you would want to eat because a lot of times people think, Oh, vegan, I'm not a vegan. I don't want that. But like everything that I wrote down, I definitely want to make. So I wrote for breakfast is chunky monkey overnight oats. And for lunch is gluten-free pasta salad. And Mm. for dinner is duh margarita pizza. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. (laughs) But then also the Mandarin stir fry sounds amazing. Then the savory sides, the sweet and spicy Brussels sprouts. Yes, please. And then the sweet snacks was like a toss up between chocolate dessert hummus and the pumpkin oatmeal cookies. So you guys, these are like legit good recipes that were, they're your brainchild. I know it's your passion to really like find things that are going to not only nourish and help your body, but also be fun to cook and taste good and be a fun part of your diet. Because I truly believe that food is an experience. It's just that we've limited ourselves so, so much. And what I love about your book is it truly is the holistic approach. It's not like, Mm -hmm. here's your fat-free recipe cookbook, only cook these things and only use these things. It's just like, it includes so much more than just the food. It goes beyond the food and it makes part Mm -hmm. the food, part of the experience, not the only part of your life. Mm -hmm. And I I was really, um, it was really important to me to have it budget friendly so everybody can afford, whether you're prepping for yourself for the week to like stay on track or just be organized or for your family. So everything's under $20, but at the same time, it's like, you're going to have so much fun doing it you know like cooking and just like having a girl's night in like that let's make this recipe and I don't know it was so much fun like just really like solidifying the fact that like these are just good for you recipes that you said like it's an experience like you're gonna enjoy them and I don't know it was amazing I love creating it Oh, I'm just so glad that you allowed yourself to know the difference between like hurry up and finish it and like you know what hold on there's more here there's more here taking your Mm. pen and paper to the beach and being like, this is going to flow from me, not be forced from me. And I think a lot of times people take the force approach versus the flow approach. And that's why it it just felt like so difficult in the beginning. But then when you figured out that there was so much more than just the recipes, and there was really a story of your own full holistic healing here that Mm -hmm. you wanted people to know of, you know, because so many times I feel like a lot of my clients ask me like, well, how do I do all of it? how do I do all of it? And and it's like, where do I start? Really? Where do I start? So let's go through some of these chapters because I I know that they're, they're just so good and it's simplified too, right? It's like, like you said, it's about a two hour read. It's simplified mm-hmm. and like get to the point and then help me integrate those into my life. And so I love the first one. Chapter one is, you know, getting organized, 
just getting organized. And you said in there, not these words, but it reminded me of kind of the quote that I've heard before. That's if when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't have a plan mm-hmm. in place, if you're not organized and ready to go, how do we make ourselves in flow with our planning? Like in flow with the planning versus just like everything has to be, you know what I mean? How do we get to make it more, how do we get to make our organization more fun? You just need to wake up and figure out like what it is you really want, whether it's with work or anything in your personal life or with your children and just kind of map out a plan, like just figure it out and take it day by day or map out a week. I mean, I just feel like once you have something in your head and you write it down, writing down is the most important. There's so many studies that have, you know, it's proven facts that once you write something down and it's repetitive and you keep doing it over and over again, it'll really switch your mindset and like really give you that extra push. I think a lot of people need. And I just think that just waking up and wanting to create something and helping others or help yourself is just so important, especially now that you know, you just figure out a plan that works best for you. Some people do everything digitally. Some people write it down. And I think that you'll find your own way of planning once you, number one, obviously get organized and just start writing down like what it is you want to accomplish for the day or the hour or whatever it is that, you know, is on your mind. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, and chapter two is put in the work. I, I know, again, all these principles are so simple, but I think that mm-hmm. people overlook the simplicities in life and we mm-hmm. as human beings make it overcomplicated. Like life yeah. is simple for simple people. Life is complicated for complicated people. So let's get organized and let's put in the work. And I like to live off the mantra. It's practice, not a perfect. Everything mm-hmm. is a practice. Life is a practice, not a perfect, but we are playing the game every day. So mm-hmm. how do we continue to go to work put in the work and get to practice. Like we've got to practice Mm -hmm. these things every day and actually put them into motion. What are your thoughts around that? I think a lot of people make excuses when it comes to putting in the work that there's number one, never enough time. So my book I write, will you get up earlier? I have a lot of friends that have four and five kids and guess what time they wake up? 4.30, five o'clock. So that allows them just even 20 minutes or 30 minutes before somebody jumps into bed with them to wake them up. You know, like you need the, your time to yourself first and foremost every single morning so that you can figure it out. Yeah, I, out was talking to, I was talking to some of my clients the other night and I said, you guys have got to start making your appointments with yourself like a doctor appointment with your children. You wouldn't miss it. You wouldn't miss mm-hmm. it because their health is at stake. And what we forget oftentimes when, if it's not our physical health, if we're not feeling, you know, the, the physical constraints of our bodies, which many, many people are right. We're feeling the, the physical mm-hmm. aspects, but if we're not, we're quick to go, oh, well, there's nothing physically holding me back, but emotionally that's often a bigger uh, setback than anything else. We've just learned how to cope with it longer and longer and longer with bad coping stra- strategies. But if Mm -hmm. we continue to not show up for ourselves, all we're doing is telling our bodies that we can't trust ourselves. Oh, she Mm -hmm. canceled the appointment on me again. Oh, she canceled the appointment on me again. Oh, she didn't do that. She told me she was going to do that, but that she didn't do that. So we tell our bodies we're going to do these things and we're going to show up for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking diet and exercise. It goes well, 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 well beyond that. Um, Getting the rest that you need in making time for yourself, making time to read two pages in your book, making time to drink your water instead of, you know, just skip out the door because I don't have time. So it's 
create making time a priority in your life. I oftentimes hear people saying, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I my response to busiers is rebrand your busy. All that means is you haven't yes. created the right priorities in your life to make yourself feel unbusy. Right. Mm -hmm. And you you are going to have to sacrifice a lot of things if you truly want a lot out of life. And you need to make yourself a priority first and foremost. And you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice another half hour of sleep or not drinking wine with your friends a few nights. I mean, I could do a whole show about what I've sacrificed over the last four years of my life. Yeah. And if I didn't do that, if I didn't cut off friends that just were useless in my life and not motivating me and not a good group of people or things in my business I had to sacrifice and just everything in my well-being, then I created an opportunity for myself because I did the work for myself first so that I can help others. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what everybody wants to do mm -hmm. in their life, help their family and their professional career, you know, employees or their team. One of my favorite Oprah quotes is you can have everything, just not all at once. And I yeah. return to that often because sometimes I'm like, well, but why can't I do this and this and this and this and this and this? And I think we have this construed perspective on life sometimes. Like it's unfair if I can't do it all. Well, you can mm -hmm. do it all, but you've got to prioritize the timeline in which that's the right fit at the right time. Because maybe mm -hmm. right now is your, your time to start your family and flourish your family and pour everything into that. Or maybe right now is the time to go all in with your career. Or maybe right now is the time to have that relationship that you've never had before. And sometimes it's not all of your favorite things all at once, you can have it all, just not necessarily all at once. And I think we lose sight of that. And then we get frustrated and then we think mm -hmm. it's impossible for us. And then we give up. And, and we literally just, we're speaking about this before we hit record. We were planning our next year. Like we already know what we want. We're planning ahead because we know like, of course we want those things right now, but we have to put in more time and energy. We don't have that available at the moment. So right. we're planning because we deserve it in this next chapter. So that's just what everybody really needs to do. It's so funny because we literally were just saying that. <laughs> totally. And I, and I love what you just said about that too, because it's like, we both went, oh my gosh, I really, really want this thing. This is the direction that I'm mm -hmm. going. And both you and I could stop some other things right now and go in that direction. We totally mm -hmm. could. But we don't want that to be the number one priority right now. There's a couple of other things that are in the driver's seat that we want mm -hmm. to be in the driver's seat. And if we don't want them, then we'll do something else with them. But always knowing that we are actually in control. And I know that one of your chapters, chapter five is take control. And I thought mm. that this was a really interesting concept because when I think of control, I used to have a really unhealthy relationship to it. And so mm -hmm. now what I typically say is I surrender my control and I build trust and certainty. And in essence, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I, I'm not actually in control, but when it comes to, like you said, choosing priorities, I mm -hmm. have a choice. Like choice is so big and we forget that we have a choice. We have a choice and a voice because it's our body and our brain and our heart and our life. So when mm -hmm. I think of control, like take control, it's like stand up for yourself, exactly trust yourself and go in the direction that you want to go in. Mm -hmm. Especially now I have so many friends with zoom schedules that are just unbelievable for their children homeschooling yeah. and they are running around like lunatics 
trying to do all these outside activities on top of all the videos to make up for the fact that they're online all day with these insane Zoom schedules. And that's one point like I want to make, like you need to take control and figure out like what's going to make you happy in between all these you're going to, you're losing yourself because you're focused now. You have to become a teacher. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then everything else gets unorganized between, I can't tell you how many family planners I've had to create for friends to like get them back on track. Like, no, you need to wake up earlier. No, you need to prep the meal like in the morning for lunch in your crock pot. Cause that's time, valuable time. You guys can be going outside, go for a walk, do anything. And they have to take their control back and, I think that there's just so many people that's happening to right now, not even with the homeschooling, but just in general, like getting furloughed from jobs and just at home. And it's just so important now. That's why I felt so passionate about writing all of these chapters, because now is the time that people need to focus on themselves and figure it out because there's so many opportunities that people thought that they could never have that there is available now. You can create it. Mm-hmm. Now you have the time. Now there's no excuse, you know? Oh my gosh. And that kind of ties into chapter three, which is enjoy the little things and chapter six, Mm -hmm. which which is the possibilities are endless. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not in what I've realized in my experience since I've made a massive transformation to choose myself Mm -hmm. is that I notice all of the moments, all of the micro moments and my go-to phrase, you guys have heard me say this before. It's how can I enjoy this moment more? Mm-hmm. Enjoy the little things like your book said. And we take mm-hmm. for granted that it's happening all day throughout our days, but we've got to pay attention. We got to wake up and pay attention. That's why I go joy spotting. It's like, that's yeah. not an additional activity. It's literally like, take a look around. Where do you see it? Where can you find it? Where can you add what's already there into your feelings, into your human experience. And you did just that because you and I have been working together for over a year, which is so crazy. And you were working at your corporate job full time and you would go to the beach, even just for 10 minutes, hashtag joy spotting, go find Heidi on our Instagram stories. And then you're back to work studying and coaching and doing all the things Mm -hmm. you sacrificed something else and made it happen and made it work. And now you're a completely different person. You're an amazing coach. You're running like this empire now, Amazing, (laughs) but you did the work. That's what you you have to do. You have to choose. You have to choose you Mm -hmm. every single time. And, and I love, I have a mentor that says, you know, talking about endless possibilities in your chapter six, she Mm -hmm. says one of her philosophies is it's either this or something better. We're Mm -hmm. so quick to go, ah, I didn't get what I wanted. And if we use the philosophy of like, the possibilities are endless, stop blocking yourself. Mm -hmm. If it's not that, it's just something better instead of whining about the fact that you didn't get what you want and throwing the temper tantrum. Like what's the something better and Mm -hmm. going towards that? Because like you said, like if you, if you desire it, you deserve it. And also I just want to say, I'm not a vegan and so many people are asking, that's the number one question because they've seen me post my recipes and they're not always vegan. I'm like, I'm not a vegan. The reason why I created vegan recipes is because that's just how I started healing my body. But everything, you just need to start small, like create something small. And that's the whole purpose where I say that you can add, you know, all the recipes in the book are meat, dairy, gluten, and sugar-free. But you can, of course, add chicken to the Asian stir fry or ground beef to the lentil stew. Like you can do anything and 
the possibilities really are endless. And I joke about it because one of my recipes, my veggie burgers, that's how I created them because I failed at something else. It was like a failed recipe, but then it turned into this like insane veggie burger recipe that everybody has been asking me for, for years. And there's just so many opportunities that we can create for ourselves, but you do have to, you know, follow this guideline in order to get what you want. And I think that that's also why I made it a short read so that people can do it quickly and just know, like, just follow the guidelines, create it, make it happen. Mm, I love how chapter nine is, um, it is create and execute a plan. And we kind of started mm. up with this a little bit around getting organized, but you know, I've got my mermaid mornings, right? And mm-hmm. I created that plan of mermaids, which is we meditate every letter is an, is, is, it's an acronym mermaids. I love mermaids, but it's an acronym. It's we move, we envision our future selves. We do some journaling. We read for growth. We move mm-hmm. our bodies. We have appreciation, which is gratitude. We do intention mm-hmm. settings and then we declare it to ourselves and the world and we share it, declare and share. And, and under seven steps and under 60 minutes, that's my game plan. Plan and execute. Mm-hmm. And I plan and execute that every single day. And we have to choose what that plan is. And if your word isn't mermaids and it's whatever it is, You've got to find the things that you're going to commit to execute and show up every single day to, they don't go away, but they have to be the things that light you up and that work Mm -hmm. for you. Because if they don't, it's just a struggle and a strain, you're going to drop it. And then, and then you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And at the end of the day, don't we all just want to be happy? Everybody deserves happiness and I did not have it for years. And now that I have it, I know that it's my job to help other people have it. So that looks totally different for everybody. So if you just, you know, do the mornings, the mermaid mornings, or just do a meditation or start off anything for yourself first, like you can have any happiness, any success, you can have it all. You can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. The last chapter of your book is, is don't quit. Mm. Don't quit. It's actually after the epilogue. It's like right after it's don't quit. Why did you add that piece in there. It's so funny because I was going through all my journals, which were basically my book, the other book that I spoke about earlier. And I found a card that says, don't quit. I've had this. It's uh, actually a card I got to my grandmother's funeral, I think about 20 years ago. And I had it in a random journal and I was done with the book. And then I read that and I'm like, oh my God, it's just like a slap in the face. Like this needs to be in the book because everybody's going to want to quit. And I'm like, if that wasn't a sign from the universe, like that this, this poem needs to be in there. You can't quit. You just can't quit. You need to find another way or start smaller and make it feasible and a way that's going to work for you. You can't go out and buy all the things and think that this method is going to work for you because it's working for everybody else. You just create your own story and just, you know, put in the work and make it happen. And you cannot quit. You just got to slow down. Yeah. You can't. Way. And that was a friendly reminder. I'm like, this has to be in the book right at the end to remind you when you're done, like you need to come back and read this chapter again. I feel like that's, it's so fitting too. I'm so glad that you included that in the book because it, like I said, in the beginning, when I think of you, I think of a woman who doesn't quit. That's why you're my go-to girl. That's why anytime that I need anything and I just need to start adopting your, 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 way. It's like, I'm going to find a way. 
I can do this. I can find a way I can Google it. I can call a friend I can do and not giving up on your knowing. If you know Mm -hmm. that something is for you, you are dead set on it. Something is for you. It's part of your alignment assignment. It's part of your soul's calling. Don't quit. Keep going, keep going with Mm -hmm. your knowing. And what I love to say is really, we want to hold the vision and surrender the timeline. So keep going because it may just not be ready for the universe, the universe's timeline. The universe is like, oh, she wants it. She knows that we know this is alignment with her, but she's it's, we're not ready to deliver it to her just yet. So mm-hmm. keep holding the vision, keep going, surrender the timeline, don't quit. And it will drop in when it's supposed to drop in in perfect timing. I truly believe that it's happened in every phase of my life. And even when I get frustrated, it's like, if this is your knowing, keep going. Yeah. I had a, I had always another way. There's always always. another way because I think the last time I've ever felt that I wanted to give up on life and quit was representing myself in sick medical malpractice, legal cases. I'm not an attorney. I had to become one overnight. I had to take legal classes. I had to figure it out. And then it was all multiplied times six. Every day I wanted to quit and I would be so stressed out. And I was like, I have to make it to the end. I I have to make it to the end. Like there's, you can't quit. Like you just can't. I'm proving a point, you know? And so you just have to keep going. And every day I had to realign my day. Every day I had to restructure what my next 24 hours would look like because it's a constant curveball getting thrown a wrench in my day. And that's what everybody is going through right now. Every single day, something is happening. So then you just pivot and you figure out how you can move forward to the next day and just be happy and just know that you can always create anything, whether it's in the kitchen and your life and your business. And you, you call me, um, what did you call me? The queen of solutions or, um, <laughs> you just always, I actually mentioned that in my book. I told you that last time we talked, you just need to figure it out, find a solution. We're living in a world right now that anything is possible and you can create as much as you want. You can pivot as much as you want. You can spend more time on yourself. You can write a book. You can do anything, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you want to do something that makes you happy. And that's it. Period. We get in our own ways and we give up on ourselves far too easily, far Mm -hmm. too easily because we feel like we see the mountain and we don't have the right gear. And so I feel like this, this book is, is beautifully placed where it's like, yeah, life is messy. Everything is messy. I love the title so much. Everything is messy. (laughs) And so if it, if it, if it, it can look messy and it can feel really clean. Mm. Exactly. Look really crazy and chaotic, but it can feel so different in your life. Mm -hmm. If you have the right perspective and you're in, and you're implementing a lot of these different things. I had a running coach for a while. And, and I use that term lightly because I was in a running club and there was someone who was a really good runner running it. So they weren't really coaching, coaching, but this person gave great advice. And what he said was when you're out there and you're running, be it a half a mile, five minutes, 10 miles. If you get to the point where you feel like you can't go any further. I want you to see if you can smile. And Mm. if you can smile, you can pull those sides of your lips up towards your eyeballs. If you can smile, even if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you can smile, you can go a little bit further. And I loved that because I put it to a practice and every time that I would get to that, that every mile, every week, it was like, okay, it's three miles and it's four miles. And eventually, you know, it's 12 miles. And you're just like, I I don't think I can go 12 miles today. 
well, can I still smile? And every time that I could smile, I could keep going. And maybe I would keep going for 10 more seconds and then I couldn't smile anymore. But if I could physically pull my cheeks up to the top, I could keep going. And I still use that today when it feels like a shitty day or somebody said something to me or whatever. I may not feel like smiling, but if I can physically do that action, I know that I can keep going. I can keep going. Mm -hmm. Mine is waking up because I never thought I was going to wake up or I didn't want to wake up some days. And if I'm awake, if I'm getting up in the morning and I can move my legs and breathe, there's a reason why I'm here. Mm. It really puts, getting up. It puts things in perspective when you spent, how long did you spend in the hospital bed not being able to move? Wednesday, I think was 14 days. Yeah. That was the longest day, 14. That's and long. When you can find gratitude in just being able to wake up and breathe and move your toes. And get air, fresh air, period. Like people don't understand. Like these little things, so many people in the world right now, especially even if they get COVID or anything, like cannot go outside for air, mm -hmm. just air, like little things like that. You know how I feel about my iced coffee situation in the morning. Every morning, I'm like so grateful. That's why I say a prayer. I'm like so many times I didn't think this is going to come back into my life, but here it is. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment. Yeah. How can I enjoy this moment more? It's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. oh, I love this so much. And I'm so glad that you were able to get this out into the world. I feel like you did it at warp speed. It takes people 30 days. It takes people years to write and publish a book. But when you are, I feel like you were just in full alignment for this assignment mm -hmm. of this is fully coming out of me. I've experienced so much. I want to share this with people. And so tell us where people can find more about you, where they can get the book, where they can start to connect with you more so that they can really, really up-level their lives in so many different ways. So thank you. The book you can grab at everythingismessy.com. It's on my website right now and it will have worldwide distribution everywhere books are sold in just a couple weeks and right now, but it's also sold on my site. So if you go to everythingismessy.com, you can purchase the ebook. You can purchase the paperback. I have luxury gift boxes that are going out with the paperback that I've created that actually have tools that I've been using in order to get organized, how I wrote my book. So it's just a little thank you gift. And I just wanted to, you know, who doesn't like a gift, you know, use these tools with the book that you need to read, up level your life and you'll be good to go. But also, um, I just want to yeah, say, um, if you, if you don't know Kelly, she has always the best gifts and gift baskets <laughs> and it's like, they're so amazing. So if you're not sure about the book, at least do it for the gift basket exactly. and then I guarantee you, you're going to love that decision because you're going to have a great gift and an incredible book. So I love that you're doing both of those things. I can't wait for mine to come. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just had to do it. Like, you know, you have that gut feeling. It's like writing this book. I just posted a TikTok earlier about how to write a book in 30 days and I invested in myself. So I invested in a masterclass. I learned the tools and the guidelines. I wrote the book and then I knew obviously we need to outsource when we don't know how to do things ourselves. I'm not a graphic designer and I'm awful at editing. So produ production with podcasts, so good. Books, totally different story. So I hired four people to help me, you know, do the logistics and all the back end, And then I did the legal stuff and you just figure it out. And all of a sudden it was 30 days. I'm like, I just wrote a book in 30 days. Here's how you do it. But if anybody wants to follow me online, I go by the happy workaholic. So you can find me on Instagram, 
on Facebook, my TikTok as well. I'm spending a lot more time on TikTok, sharing a lot of behind the scenes tools that you can use in your day in your life to just kind of really get you to the next place that you want to be at, you deserve to be at. So everything is at everythingismessy.com. And of course, my podcast, the Happy Workaholic Podcast. Mm. I'm diving into all the chapters each each week until the end of the year. So if you want more behind the scenes and more of what I'm saying in the book, you can hear that on the show until the end of the year. Every week, a new chapter goes out. Ah, oh, this is so good. This is so good. <laughs> it's so exciting. I can't wait. I've already started to read the digital copy, but I'm excited to get the hard copy in my hands. It's going to be amazing. So I'm going to close this out, Kelly, with my last two questions, which I know you're aware of because you listen to every single episode. And <laughs> So you got a leg up, but um, on the spot here, what do you love most about yourself? I would say my resilience. I will never take no for an answer. And I just keep moving on and finding a better way for everything. I love that so much about you. And you're also like an advocate for the people that you care about and take care of in your life, um, especially your clients. As one of your clients, I'm just like, you are the biggest advocate when anybody is having a down day or a doubt day. And you're just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> step back. There's, there's a way, and this is your truth. And you're really good at just reminding and seeing the best in people. And I love that so much about you, your resilience. It's like, you remind me to fight for my truth and everything that Mm -hmm. I have to offer. And it's just like a quality that's so needed in this world. So I love that about you too. Mm. And then lastly, (laughs) what does joy feel like? Uh, Joy feels great when you finish a book. Because let me tell you something, writing a blog, writing a book is great. You get everything down on paper, but putting it together was so insane and so intense. And I had strict deadlines. And as soon as it was done, 10, 20 edits later, 10, 20 designs later, that like being able to create something else to help more people brings so much joy to me. Because I know I'm here for a reason. I just want to keep creating things because I know it's helping people. So whether it's with podcasts, with their business, life coaching, with my book, my recipes, like literally anything, it's going to help so many more people. And that's why I created it. I know I'm here for a reason. And that just brings me so much joy that, you know, people say like that they appreciate what I've done. Like just one person that I'm, I'm done. Like I'm good with the one person. There's so (laughs) much. There's just so much joy in serving others. There really is. Yeah. There really that's is. That's what lights me on fire. Like being able to help people. Just that's my number one. Well, you've already helped so many people, myself included. And I know that this, um, that everything is messy by Kelly is going to really shift and change so many more lives. So thank you for coming on and sharing this with us today and for being the amazing woman that you are. We just love and appreciate you so much, lady. So, so much. Thank you for having me on again. You're so welcome. (laughs) We'll chat again soon. Definitely. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own Junk to Joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!